Welcome to the Top 5 Podcast with your hosts, Rail Bricker and Lindsay Adams. Welcome back. Our special guest for this podcast edition is John Hubbard. John Hubbard hails from Melbourne, Australia, and he's a video marketing expert who's been producing client success story films and video testimonials for companies like Nike, Ford, BHP, and dozens of others around the world for more than 20 years. My goodness me. I mean, with experience, I love it. Uh, welcome, John. Thank you, Lindsay, and uh, hello. Great to be here, and hello, Rail. So, John, um, you've you've been doing this for a little while, and having a having a good testimonial. If you're a um, a thought leader, an expert, a consultant, a a speaker, a trainer, and you've got a website, you want to have some social proof there that says, you know, I'm good. And and you help people produce those videos, which uh, I'm really interested in. So we're here today to talk about the top five tips to get the best video testimonials. So, John, what's tip number one? Well, I guess the first thing or the biggest hurdle that a lot of business owners face is around how to reach out to clients and ask for a testimonial. So I thought the first tip we might might put around actually asking for the testimonial because a lot of people feel, and I used to feel this way, that you're imposing on someone by asking them for a testimonial, um, that, you know, they're paying you, so, you know, they shouldn't be doing the work, um, or you're just going to run into a headlong uh, or headlong into an awkward conversation because what happens sometimes is, and often this is the case, is people say yes and then, you know, weeks go by, months go by and no testimonial uh, comes. So, um what typically happens is people will say something like, hey, can you record me a video testimonial? And essentially put all of that onus of responsibility onto the person uh, to come up with what to say and how to say it. And they're, of course, thinking in their own head, oh, my God, what do they want from me? What do they want me to yeah, say? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all of that kind of stuff. And so you want to do it on camera? <laughs> that's right, on camera. So the, the very first thing that we need to do is just to make it easy for our, our client to say yes. So I've come up with four guidelines around the method for uh, requesting a testimonial. I call it the real testimonial framework. Ooh. And the first uh, letter in real is relationship first. So it's about putting the ongoing relationship first. So saying something in the testimonial request along the lines of, listen, Lindsay, I know you're super busy at the moment. So if the timing's not right, no big deal, no explanation is necessary. Just say next time in, in the uh, subject line and that's all we need to say about it kind of thing. So it's almost counterintuitive in, in a way that you really need to make it easy for your client to say no in, in order to get them to say yes. And also the other yeah. thing that that does is it makes it, uh, it makes you a lot less gun shy when it comes time to asking and sending out those testimonial requests too, because you don't feel anywhere near um, as uh, along the lines of that you're imposing on your client, if that makes sense. Yeah. The, the okay. next thing is is E in real is just easy and fast. So setting up really uh, the conditions for the interview and positioning the interview as something that's not going to be a burden to your client and that it's going to be and setting really clear parameters for what you're asking for. So for instance, what we really need in a testimonial is a good meaty quantifiable result. So something concrete, you know, we can hang our hat on. I'm mixing some metaphors there, but essentially if we can wrap a number around some result that they've got of working with you, that's far more 
uh, powerful than just an, you know, a, an empty compliment kind of thing. So we wanted, so ideally when we set those clear parameters, we'll say something like, you know, uh, you know, hey, Lindsay, uh, I'd love you to share how you doubled your sales using the book launch strategy. Uh, if you'd be open to sharing that, that would be fantastic. Um, there's no preparation necessary. It's just going to be a 30 minute chat by Zoom, uh, with, uh, our student coordinator, Casey. Um, and that's, that's, essentially setting those clear parameters by saying exactly what you're going to talk about and how long it's going to take. Okay. And the A? The A is a reason why. So what, and this is a funny one, that uh, it's been shown that using the word because in a request increases the likelihood of someone saying yes. And this was a a Stanford University uh, experiment where they uh, they did this experiment where kids would push into the line in front of someone you, to use the Xerox copier, and if they just pushed into the line and said that um, you know without an excuse, just you know just saying hey can I can I cut in front of you to use the copier, you know they'd have a fairly low compliance. But if they put the word because in there and then had a reason after that, the compliance went right up. So they found that you could cut the line if you used the word because, and it turned out that. What you put after because didn't really make that much difference to the compliance. <laughs> really? Yes, that's right. So, yes, so a reason why. So in, in, for our uh, purposes, it's saying because, you know, I'm I'm creating a new product page and I need some testimonials for that product page, for instance, would be an example of just providing a reason why we're doing it. Okay. Lucky last, the L. Yeah, L is for larger contribution. So obviously... Um, we're asking for our own selfish needs, you know, for promotional purposes and our clients aren't silly. They understand that we're using their testimonial for our um, promotional purposes, but we can also point out the fact that it's subtly going to help others in the community and subtly uh, going to help others that are looking for this um, this solution. So if, you, for instance, you've got a community of people, like, for, you know, if you've got a course or your coach or something like that, it, you'd be saying something along the lines of, I'd love to share your story with others because I think it'll help a lot of other people in the community, that kind of thing. So just framing it as there's a community uh, or a contribution or a larger contribution benefit to it as well. Okay. So, John, so, okay, we've asked for the the video testimonials. So hit us with tip number two, which kind of follows from that. Yeah. So then what we're really wanting to do is capture uh, as the best testimonial we possibly can. Now, what I'm a big advocate of is the testimonial interview. So there's different ways that you can get a testimonial. Now, obviously, we talked about in the introduction around, you know, lumping it on our client to provide a video testimonial. Um, there's software that can, uh, you know, they can click on and it turns on their webcam and they can give a testimonial that way. But I'm a big advocate for the testimonial interview to really get down to the to, to a good story. And what we're looking for is a story. It's like a little mini story. And typically only short, 30 to 40 seconds is a really good duration. And we can talk about where we deploy testimonials and why that duration is important uh, later if you'd like to. But essentially what I'm after is a little mini human interest story. If you think as humans, we're interested in other human stories. If you think of the news each night when we watch, let's say, a news item on interest rates going up. You know, they could just talk about that in the most black and white of terms and just say, hey, the Reserve Bank's putting up interest rate. But they don't. They show us a family who's, yeah, yes, that's right, who's getting their first home loan and they're yeah. now going to be, they've been saving for years and they're going to be impacted. Oh, it's by me. It's going to cost me extra money. Yeah. Wow. 
And yeah. the reason we do that in and as as video professionals, as media professionals, the reason we do that is because we know that humans interact, we pay attention to other humans. And it's mainly out of self-interest. It goes all the way back through evolution and the way that we use st- uh, stories to communicate, you know, to save ourselves from the saber-toothed tiger. So what we really want to do is have a little story because that's what grabs people's attention. And, and the key elements that we need in that story uh, tension and resolution. That's really the the core element of any great story. So we need tension to kind of say that, hey, what was the situation in the before picture? What was the situation before they started working with you? What was wrong? What was the problem they needed to solve or the roadblock or the hurdle, or the frustration? And then the other element of that is just the after picture, which we call the resolution and reward. So that's the tension being resolved. Since working with Lindsay, I've now got a passive income, um, you know, blah, blah, blah. And now we can drop in the endorsement when we've got the the audience feeling warm and fuzzy because they've had the resolution to the story. And that can be quite quick. It, it, it can be literally, you know, I was, I was searching everywhere for a way um, to stabilise my cash flow. Since using Lindsay's 24-7 assessments, I've now got, you know, passive income on a weekly basis. Um, I would highly recommend working with Lindsay and then you go into the endorsement. So that's the that's the way that that would tie together in a little 30 to 40 second endorsement, which is so much uh, testimonial, which is so much stronger than me just saying, oh, uh, Lindsay's a great guy, you should work with him. Yeah, I love that human interest aspect. That's that's very, very clever. Um, I, you know, I've, I've got video testimonials and uh, I've spoken at a conference, for example, walked off stage and people have come and shook my hand and said, oh, Lindsay, that was amazing. Oh, my God, you've changed my life. And I go, oh, oh thank you so much. Would would you mind, uh, you know, could would you mind giving me a testimonial using those words? Oh, I'd love to. Great. I'll get out my camera. I'll do that now. What? Now? What? Uh, uh, uh. Or when you turn the camera on, they just like, they, you know, they freeze. And yes. so- I think that's so clever having uh, having an interview where it's um, I guess it's about asking the right questions to to get the res- elicit the right responses. Mm, exactly. Yes. Yes. It's go ahead, Rob. So that that takes us to I guess your third tip. You know, around the questions. Yes. Yeah, exactly. The, so questions, are, it, it's the, um, it really is the, the key to get outstanding sound bites. And the way I think about testimonials is we only need two or three sound bites to, to make it happen, but it doesn't mean it's two or three answers. It might be seven or eight answers that we, that we have to capture in the, in the, uh, recording to get those two or three sound bites that we really need. So if you think of the way that a TV interview would work, if you, you know, Kylie Minogue's been interviewed on 60 Minutes or something like that, that'll typically be an hour-long interview in the studio or in the hotel room or wherever it is. But what will go to air will only be a little, you know, 12-minute segment or it might even be a seven-minute segment. So only the best sound bites are ever used. And the way, so we can, and I can tell you from firsthand experience working with big companies and, um, you know, for instance, like Nike and Ford and so on, we do exactly the same thing. So we shoot quite long and and we only ever show the very, very best sound bites. The only the very best sound bites go to air. So what that translates to in terms of a uh, a video interview or a testimonial interview is still it's only a, you know, typically a 15 to 20 minute recording, but essentially we're only going to use 40 seconds of that to get, which is the most powerful 
um, part in the uh, in the final, um, and that's all around how we frame those questions, particularly around the before and the after picture. So typically, the way that we would do that is we start with an open-ended question, and then we follow up with a question that just drills down on a particular part of that answer. And it's probably about 70% of the time, it's that second question, which we call a summary question, where we get the soundbite that we're after, if that makes sense. So I'll give you an example. So let's say we were talking about the before picture and we wanted to, you know, get that before picture tension. So remember, tension is created in a story when there's a problem or an obstacle that needs to be overcome. So we might say something like, you know, um, what was your biggest challenge or roadblock or frustration before working with ACME? And that would be, and so what we've seeded there before we've actually started the question is, is we, there's some preamble that we need to talk about. So we, we would say, um, for instance, my questions won't be used in the, in the final interview. Could you please repeat my questions in your answer? So someone would start oh, that answer by okay. saying, you know, my biggest challenge before working with ACME was, and then they would go on to answer. So that's what we call an open-ended question. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, great. And so then if you if you you might give me a, a, a terrific grab straight first go off off in that answer there, and that might be the one that I use. But a lot of the time what's going to happen is you're going to give me um the start of a good question, which was repeating my <laughs> my question in your answer. Uh, and then somewhere you're going to stray off and you're going to kind of cover a couple of different beats. And I'm probably only going to be interested in one or two of those themes that you've covered uh, and one in particular. And the reason I'm interested in that one particular theme is because I know that's the theme that resonates with my target audience because I know what my target audience's fears and their pains and their desires are and all of that kind of stuff because I've done that research. So what I would then do is I'd loop back around and I'd say, hey, listen, Lindsay, you talked about um, not being worried about uh cash flow weaning during the middle of the year. I'd love just to drill down on that for a moment, if that would be okay. So if I could give you maybe a, a sentence starter so we could just drop into it and make it easy. And then what I would do is I would give them a, a, a sentence starter um, to basically get into that topic cleanly. So I might say, hey, Lindsay, could you perhaps start with after three years of no revenue growth, we realised, and then just go on to talk about what you said there with that worried about uh that very clever coming in yeah and then and as we say you take it from there and so that way they would start the answer with that really clean um sentence starter which from a video editing point of view gives us an edit point it allows us to drop straight into that conversation bang there and very we're into the meat of the uh meat of the response really really quickly and efficiently that's quite amazing i mean uh and, and and the way you structure it, it comes across like just somebody talking naturally, not really answering questions. And I think that adds to the credibility of it. Yes, it's it's the it's the key. It's that's the key part too. And so so often one of the um thing, and this is another argument for for interviews versus self supplied testimonials, is. Clients just aren't expert at giving testimonials. They're not, they can't possibly know who your target market is. They can't possibly know all the hot buttons for your product and, you know, fears, pains, and desires and beliefs and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so even though they're trying to do their best to help you, 
often that will backfire because, for instance, uh, a diligent client might write notes um, and they'll have a ton of notes that they're referring to uh, and they'll have it maybe, you know, blue tacked off to the side of the screen or something like that. And you just see the eye line going backwards and forwards the whole time as they're reading the notes. And because they're not professional actors, they're, they're non-professional talent, we, we call them, um, they sound like they're reading. So it comes across as very wooden and inauthentic. And so they're trying to help. They're trying to do their best, but it's not really a testimonial we can use because it's it doesn't have that authenticity to it. So it loses its power. Okay, so you, you used a word there, use the, the testimonial. So hit us up with tip number four. Yeah, so the I guess the biggest thing around um, gaining the testimonials is then leveraging, leveraging them as, as well as you possibly can, so about where to use them. Um, now, typically the obvious use cases, for instance, landing pages and product pages and stuff like that, so if you think of someone coming into your world for the first time that doesn't know you yet, so we would say, let's say the start of the customer experience. So we would call that top of funnel, for instance, in marketing speak. Um, that's a great place to be using testimonials because we know social proof is a huge thing. People will pay far more attention to what other people say about you than what you say about yourself. In fact, nine out of 10 people will pay more attention to what others say about you than what you say about yourself. So that's a really good place to be using them. The The thing to keep in mind there when you're using them top of funnel or at the start of the customer experience where people are coming into your world for the first time is they've got to be short and, and to the point so that you can't be doing, no matter how good they are, and we we produce great big, well, they're long by um, modern attention span standards, but we produce kind of four, five, six minute um, success story films, but we would never use them for that use case because someone is coming into your world for the first time or reacquainting themselves with you, they just don't know you yet and you're just one other voice amongst thousands of other voices competing for their attention on the internet. So the testimonials we use there are a tiny little short guy, you know, 30 to 40 seconds is ideal, but under a minute. And they really just need to hit those big headlines of, I had this problem, I had this solution, and here's the guy who or girl that made it happen for me and the endorsement. So problem resolution and reward and endorsement are those three headlines that we need to hit. I love it. Okay. Um, round us off. We're, we're on heading up to tip number five. What have you got? Yeah. So one of the um, things that I've discovered, even when people are quite diligent in collecting um, testimonials, is they really underutilise uh, where they deploy them. So the the most obvious use case is what we just described there, top of funnel, start of the customer journey. But there's so many other ways that you can you know, uh, repurpose a testimonial into different media and to different formats and for different uses. So I often encourage people to take a look at their business and and look where the low hanging fruit is or where those, you know, the, that saying little, little hinges swing big doors. So if you can look at the areas of your business that just a little tweak in percentage rate, for instance, conversion rate, or it might be on calls, for instance, if you're doing sales calls, if you're closing sales that way, a small little difference in show up rate or a small difference of close rate on the call might make a big difference to the bottom line. So for instance, let's take the sales call example. Uh, we do what we call a, a pre-call proof and positioning sequence. And so that means once someone would book in to have a sales call with one of our clients, then they would receive a series of emails before that call takes place, which would include testimonials. Now, some of them would be straight up 
video testimonials. Other ones would be incorporated into the to the emails or the even into the instructions, or there'd be another link to a page where they could click off and look at businesses like them. So ideally, you want to be reflecting people like them back to themselves in an ideal world where that's possible, you've got enough testimonials. So the idea is by the time that they get on the sales call with you, they're really, they're not, they haven't got those big questions around, will it work for people like, because we always say, oh yeah, but my business is different. Will it work for my business? All that kind of stuff. So if we can take that objection off the table and so now they're just you're just having a discussion of okay let's see if you're a good fit then that makes a huge difference to the conversation that you can have on that sales call wow um john so much information now one of my jobs on this podcast is to keep us to time and we're almost out of time now i understand that you offer a free training which would help people tune up their testimonials tell us about that would you yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if if this is something that interests you and you'd like to go a little bit deeper on it, I've got a free training that you can get at moretestimonials.com and that essentially will take you through some of the information that we've covered here today but in a little bit more detail and some of the frameworks and the steps in and around uh those uh techniques and in particular um how to one how to reach out and make it easy for your clients to say yes but then also how to utilize those testimonials. So I've got a lot of use cases for how to use those testimonials, for instance, in webinars and in YouTube ads and in Facebook ads and on social media, because there's lots and lots of ways. And this is a little, um, I guess, a, a little pet project of mine is just making people aware of how many use cases there is for testimonials and how powerful they can be for your business in helping you increase conversion rates and, and close sales and get more customers. Cool. Okay, so we'll put the details for in the show notes. Um, if our listeners wanted to get in touch with you and have a conversation with you and, and maybe explore um, hiring you or, or whatever, um, what's the best way for them to do that? How would they get in touch with you? LinkedIn's probably the best route. If you just connect with me on LinkedIn, if you just look for John Hubbard on LinkedIn, you'll see there with testimonials plastered all over my uh, profile. That's the best <laughs> way. Um, failing that, uh, the the free training um, that you go through, there's some contact details as you go through that training. So you can reach out to me via that route too at moretestimonials.com. Thank you very much, John. Thank you to my co-host, Lindsay Adams. This is Railbricker signing off for another edition of the Top 5 Podcast.